0: To serve,
1: my eyes see justice, my hands work for change, my tongue sing the sorrow of my heart. heart. The love of Allah combined with hope. Let's hold hands as we make a start. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah.
2: Assalamu alaykum wa wabarakatuhu. Welcome, dear listeners of Voice of the Cape Radio Station, 91.3 FM. And Alhamdulillah, I hope that you've had a wonderful session earlier on, where we described, with the permission of Allah, the characteristics or the beautiful qualities of leadership found in the lives of the Sahaba and our noble leader, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Brothers and sisters of Voice of the Cape, it gives me great joy, great excitement, enthusiasm to welcome one of the most influential and inspirational scholars of note globally, uh, that is none other than Sheikh Abdullah Hakim Quick, all the way from Canada. And somebody who's been a lecturer, a historian, a consultant in Islamic theology globally. Uh, Sheikh Abdullah, assalamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ahlan wa Sahlan wa marhaban bik.
3: Wa alaykum salaam
2: wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah pleasure Sheikh, for availing um, uh, yourself today and uh, being part of our program, Born to Serve.
3: Yes, alhamdulillah, and special greetings to all my brothers and sisters and friends are uh, in Cape Town region and South Africa. Alhamdulillah, it's beautiful to be back uh, in touch with you.
2: Barakallahu um, Sheikh. I think uh, it would be it would be rather um, noteworthy to begin our um, interview link up with Sheikh by maybe uh, discussing or describing to us your footsteps, you know, your journey, growing up, um, your household, your family, etc. Enlighten us in, in, in a little about about that.
3: Uh, yes, alhamdulillah, um, I was born um, in the United States, in the northeast corner in the city of Boston. And um, as a young person, you know, I constantly, you know, would read. Um, my family um, uh, is Afro-American, but there's also the native roots that I have as well. So I, I was searching for identity uh, as a young person. And um, I grew up in the Christian church, um, but I wasn't satisfied with the concept of God you know, being a man. So I left the Christian church early. And in the 60s in North America, when people were questioning things around, I began to question my identity. Um, But at the same time, I wanted to keep a a close relationship with the Creator. And I would always pray to God uh, at night, um, asking for some, you know, direction and way. As I grew up in the 60s, Um, I became political in the sense that I was questioning what was happening in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, it was in the 60s, you know, that I got in touch with um, the anti-apartheid struggle uh, in Southern Africa. And, of course, uh, the black power movement in America, uh, which are very similar, uh, you know, in the sense of liberation. Mm -hmm. So I was seeking liberation and at the same time seeking a chance, you know, to, to worship my creator. And by the will of Allah, um, I migrated to um, Canada. Mm -hmm. And it was there that I found Islam. Alhamdulillah. um, And I was blessed, uh, after accepting Islam and being part of the community, to be one of the first two uh, Canadians to be accepted in Medina. Uh, Saudi Arabian government had given Canada the uh, scholarship for the first time. Mm -hmm. And so in 1973... I went to Medina, alhamdulillah.
2: alhamdulillah. I made
3: Hajj that year and I, I met King Faisal uh, there in Jeddah. And I made and I, and I I was made pilgrimage that year <clears throat> and it was in Medina that I met um Cape Townians. Uh, mm. Sheikh Abdul Bakr Abdurraouf, Sheikh Abdul Sheikh Najjar. Um, they were studying with me uh, in the language department. Mm. And um, so we became close friends, uh, very good. I, I, was, I was a good basketball player. and Bafa Najaz was, was a good soccer player, a football player. And so, um, you know, we were the stars of, of, of the young people there oh, uh, you know, in Medina in those early days. Mm-hmm. And uh, so growing up, um, my early 20s, you know, mm-hmm. in Medina with my family, uh, living in Medina really shaped the way I, I was thinking mm-hmm. for the future years. Because in those days, Medina was a beautiful city. It didn't have the roads and the modernization that you see now. Mm. It was a very simple place. Um, I lived with my wife, you know, without, um, you know, without running water, in a simple Bedouin place. But mm. I was able to pick up the Arabic language and, you know, the love of the people of Medina.
2: Mm, definitely. And, and, and an
3: international Muslim concept,
0: mm.
3: you know, and uh, so this shaped me. And then I left Medina and went in the field of Dawah. Uh, one of the great scholars, Sheikh Abdulaziz uh, Bin Baz, mm-hmm. I knew him personally and um, he sent me out uh, in Dawah and uh, I traveled you know, throughout the Americas um, researching the situation of Muslims, finally ending up in Los Angeles, where mm-hmm. I taught for a year. Uh, and then I switched to Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica, and I was in the West Indies. The Caribbean mm-hmm. region for, for, for four years. And there I was teaching and, um, and traveled all throughout the Caribbean region and Central America uh, dealing with Muslims. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I came back to Canada
0: mm-hmm. and
3: became the Imam in the, in the largest masjid in the country, the Jami <laughs> Imam. It was there that I met people from all over the world. Uh, there were many South Africans there. And mm-hmm. um to Hamid Khabir of the Khabir family. Yes, yes. Um, he was a colleague of mine uh, mm-hmm. there uh, in the masjid and the community, and I became very close with South African Muslims
0: mm-hmm. who were assisting
3: me in many different ways. Mm-hmm. And so um, through my work in Canada, especially I was involved in social service and dawah and whatnot, uh, I was invited to a, a Islamic Medical Association conference in 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, that was in uh, Johannesburg. And after the conference, you know, they, they said, why don't you tour the country? Mm-hmm. So I toured the country and um, went to, you know, Soweto and uh, Mami Lodi and, you know, traveled around Durban. And when I reached Cape Town, it was a beautiful experience.
2: Mashallah. Because
3: the, the, the Cape Townian mentality and the lifestyle was very similar, mm-hmm. you know, to how I grew up in urban Boston area.
2: Mashallah. And
3: also my friends, my friends were no longer you know young people you know playing football in medina and my little young they were now big shuyuk, mm-hmm. you know in cape town and um you know so i was really um presently surprised
2: mashaAllah um,
3: and i was given a chance to give a talk in um Quds in Quds
2: Town. yes yes
3: and uh it was there that the warmth of the community you know really mm. made me to think but it was finally when I spoke with um, Sheikh Nazim Rahimahullah, you know, who you know who encouraged me, and you know, you know, when he realized, you know, that I had a lot of experience in dealing with dawa and different conditions, you know, he uh, he urged me to come um, to assist the Muslim Judicial Council, um, mm-hmm. you know, in 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 the new phases of going into the you know African townships and you know trying to bring new. Uh, systems and ideas in Dawa. Uh, I got a chance to go to Mecca,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and
3: I was in Mecca. I, you know, put my head on the on the Kaaba and asked Allah wa ta'ala, "Is this the right, you know, choice for me?" And Mashallah. I, you know, my, I got very positive responses, you mm-hmm. know, from this uh, Istikhara Salat that I made in Mecca. No. And Alhamdulillah, um, we made the decision, and it, it came true. And um, you know. Those ten years that I spent in Cape Town, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm still benefiting from them now, and um, I still remember the, you know, the days with the uh, Muslim Judicial Council. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. in all the different masjids And then finally Rashad opening Allah. up the, the Discover Islam Center mm-hmm. You know that uh, these are some of the best years of my life uh, In the field of Dawah, Alhamdulillah
1: Alhamdulillah Live from Cape Town This is the Voice of the Cape The Voice of the Cape
3: The Voice of the
0: Cape to serve
1: My eyes see justice My hands walk for change My tongue sing the sorrow
2: Uh, Sheikh, mashallah. Um, you know, it's really inspirational um, looking back at your history, growing up. Um, the, the the type of interactions that you had with various um, distinguished scholars globally. Your spent in uh, study stint in Makkah Mukarramah as well as returning back home, Canada. Um, you know, uh, we can understand from the uh, from your interaction with um, you know the warm Cape Townian um, family which you interacted with in your stay in Saudi, as well as um, your stint in. South Africa, uh, mashallah, that also paved way for the uh, opening or the setting up of the Discover Islamic Center. Um, could Sheikh perhaps enlighten us with regards to the um, the, the Discover Islam Center? Um, you know, is it directed totally at Dawah? What is the the aims and objectives um, in the South African context?
3: Well, you know, really um, <coughs> the idea of the Discover Islam Center um, was not just a center in a, in a sense of a building,
0: mm-hmm. you
3: know, but it was an opening for the whole community. You know, and, and, and that is that Muslims need to come out of themselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and, and this really is the call um, at this point in time that, um, you know, we have been misunderstood and mm-hmm. there are forces that are trying to, you know, give negative propaganda. And so, really, uh, the essence of the Islamic message,
0: yes. you know,
3: is to come out of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and in, in the time when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi was in Mecca and under tremendous pressure, you know, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala told him, uh, mm. You know, concerning the, the blessings of your Lord, speak, come out openly. <coughs> and so really the idea of the Discover Islam, you know, was that, you know, Islam would be made available you know, to not only the people of the African townships, who to a great extent did not understand Islam, but also the poor people in the so-called colored areas and the white South Africans as well. And so we began a program where we would give Dawah to all sectors uh, of the society, regardless of their color and their economic status. You know, it was sort of like, you know, opening up the community.
0: Mm -hmm. And it was
3: through the Dawah department, of course, which I, you know, for, you know, uh, six years was directly involved uh, in the Muslim Judicial Council. Marshall. And we had the Dawah Department.
0: Mm-hmm. We
3: connected with Dawah people all around the Cape. Marshall. And we eventually um, were, were successful in, in forming what is called, you know, the Dawah Coordinating Forum of mm-hmm. South Africa. This was a coalition of Dawah groups. We were working with um, the IPCI and Durban and... Um, the different national dawa bodies
0: mm-hmm. and so
3: we we gathered together in durban and formed this national alliance
0: mm-hmm. and
3: alhamdulillah we, we were supported by big businessmen in uh, botswana and you know different parts of south africa
2: Inshallah. and you know
3: this what we call kafila to dawa
2: mm-hmm. the dawah
3: caravans yes so the dawa caravans began in cape town you know and the idea was unity
0: mm-hmm. and this is
3: so important for muslims today Instead of having isolated Islamic movements,
0: Mm -hmm.
3: you know, come together. And -hmm. so we realized there were some Muslims who were good speakers. There were other Muslims like Sanzaf. They were really good organizers and had, you know, teams of people. There were other uh, groups like um, IDM and whatnot who had a lot Mm -hmm. of leaflets and flyers and information. Mm -hmm. You know, and we had trained people of Dawah. So we said, why don't we all come together instead of working in isolation?
0: Mm -hmm. And so
3: by doing that, we formed the Dawah, this Dawah Coordinating Forum. It was unity, networking. And this really is the call for Muslims today, that we don't see each other as different movements. We see each other as part of the people of the Qibla, and -hmm. and, and we unite ourselves. You know, in in the same way that we march in the streets of Cape Town, you know, for Palestine,
0: Mm -hmm.
3: you know, and we're all together, shoulder to shoulder. Regardless of school of thought, Islamic movement, we, we're all out there for Palestine. Mashallah. That march needs to continue, in, you know, during the rest of the year. And so that was the idea of the Dawa Coordinating Forum. Alhamdulillah, we actually visited thirty-five cities in South Africa, Mashallah. and um, you know, I found that South Africa is a beautiful country, mm-hmm. and we were able to go to, you know, we mapped out the country and we went all over the country, going to the uh, city hall and. The dawah agencies and trying to connect the Muslims to the public so we're not isolated, that Islam Mm -hmm. becomes part of the public discourse. In other words, people should start thinking, you know, when they have a problem Mm -hmm. with health or they have a problem, you know, politically, they have a problem socially. What is the Muslim position? Like, what do the Muslims think about this? Mm -hmm. So we become part of the everyday discussion. Mm -hmm. And and not just, you know, terrorism or something like this. We should be part of the everyday discussion. But we're dealing with building families, you know, surviving, you know, as people in the 21st century. Mm -hmm. So This is what the idea of the Discover Islam, you know, center was. And alhamdulillah, you know, by going, you know, we had, um, we still have a program of going out to different masjids and Mm -hmm. opening up the masjids. You know, it was like a dawah night. We, we Mm -hmm. We would train the people in the masjids. Yes. And then we would we we and then we would have a dawah program, mm-hmm. you know, and we would literally go house to house. SubhanAllah. Um, you know, and I remember in Tafasek um, and some really, you know, tough areas, even in the colored areas, we would go door to door to the people. Mm. And I remember going door to door, you know, and people would look at me and, you know, look at our group and say, no, 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 no. If you're the... If you're the Jamaat tabliq, if you're the group, no, go to the mosque. Mm -hmm. We said, no, we came for you. We didn't come for other Muslims. Mm -hmm. We came for you. So, you know, we're asking you to come to the mosque Mm -hmm. and we're going to cook some food and, you know, teach you, you know, what is Islam
2: subhanallah
3: and you know open up our doors to you
2: allahu akbar allahu akbar you know truly inspirational door-to-door inspiring the hearts and the minds of our muslim community in south africa um that is sheikh dr abdullah Hakim quick
1: to serve
2: in a truly inspirational door-to-door inspiring the hearts and the minds of our Muslim community in South Africa um, that is sheikh dr abdullah hakim quick um, dr could you perhaps maybe enlighten us with regards to the distinction between a Muslim leader and an Islamic leader. Who, in your opinion, is the ideal leader?
3: Well, you know, when we look back at the life of the Prophet Muhammad was the example of leadership, mm-hmm. you know, we find that although he was receiving revelation from above seven heavens, yes, you know, he was a humble person. And he Indeed. was connected to his community.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, you know, what I found out is that, you know, the people who, that the leaders throughout Islamic history, who are the most successful are the ones who are directly connected to their community. And um, there's one example, you know, every year for the past seven years, I have been taking people to El Andalus, to Spain. Mm. And we study history and travel throughout Granada and Cordoba and Spain. Mm -hmm. And uh, there have been South Africans who actually have come on this journey uh, with me. And, um, you know, during the journey, You know, Mm -hmm. we study the rise and fall of Islamic civilization.
2: SubhanAllah, And we
3: found that the great Abdurrahman al-Dakhil, Abdurrahman I, -hmm. you know, who established um, the great dynasty there, you know, in Al-Andalus, in in Cordoba, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: you know, that um, the the, the essence of his leadership was the fact that he was not only a great leader in the last of the Umayyads, you know, who had fled Abbasid um, destruction of the East, Mm -hmm. but he was a humble person. And he used to go down with the people. He wasn't stuck in his building, his palace. He used to go down to the masses of the people, pray with them, take care of the poor. You know, he, he opened up education. He was a tolerant leader, too. He offered education for Christian, Muslim, and Jew, mm-hmm. all together. So, and, so, and, then huh? he, and, and he focused on skills training. He trained the people with skills. He organized uh, unions for the workers. He introduced, um, you know, cultivation and agriculture, and you know, it flourished until the point where, you know, a, a, a few leaders after him, Kurtzaba mm-hmm. uh, became the largest city in the world. In the year 1000, it was the largest city in the world.
2: And it started
3: from a leader who was a humble person who did not isolate himself from the people, mm-hmm. but would go down to the people, live a simple life himself, not like some of our leaders today who are who are living in palaces, and, you know they you know if he goes from his palace to his office, the military is on the street, you know, five hours before he's going.
0: Mm-hmm. What
3: is he afraid of? He's afraid of his own people. so mm-hmm. this is the problem. you know that the leadership should be you know connected to the people, where 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 you know that the simple man can relate to the leader, can mm-hmm. feel that the leader will listen to him.
2: You know, and, and this
3: is what is needed now in the Muslim world today mm-hmm. that we break through the barriers of class and race, you know, and language, mm-hmm. and we start to really be shoulder to shoulder as brothers, you know, and sisters, you know, in this Islamic struggle. Mm.
2: SubhanAllah, interesting indeed, unity, trust of our Muslim leaders. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire us with such great um, leaders. Sheikh, um, as we know Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala has made us his khulafa his vicegerents in this temporary dunya temporary world what as an right. ummah should we uphold upon to live up to the significant title which Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala has blessed your respectable self and myself with
3: well this is really important because um the concept of khilafa coming from surah al-baqarah verse 30
0: mm-hmm. you
3: know when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying inni jailun fil ardi khalifa mm-hmm. that you know verily i am making a a, a you know representative you know a vicegerent in the mm-hmm. in the earth and um, it's a very interesting scenario because the angels were actually given the the great honor
0: mm-hmm. you know
3: of addressing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and uh so so when allah azawajal is saying that you know he he's making you know this successor this representative in the earth
0: Mm -hmm. you know
3: he is making a knowledgeable person you know who will take care of the universe but in that dialogue allah allowed them the angels to question Mm -hmm. and this is where they said you know will you make in the earth you know, yes. one who will cause corruption mm-hmm. and shed blood. So these two qualities, al-fasad, mm-hmm. fil-art, this is um, moral corruption. The word fasad, mm-hmm. you know, can, can refer to mischief, moral corruption, deterioration, lack mm-hmm. of growth right so this is a negative quality of human beings definitely to destroy everything around we see our environment destroyed mm-hmm. we see racism we see you know the economy destroyed
0: mm-hmm. and
3: the second quality that the angel spoke about was seska mm-hmm.
0: dima and
3: that is spilling blood murder genocide and we mm-hmm. see it you know coming to pass that this is like the bad side of human beings mm. to, 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 you know, destroy things around them, deteriorate the earth, no. cause mischief, moral uh, corruption, you know, and then spill blood. The mm-hmm. good side is the Khalifa, so cool who is not about. just, you know, a person who claims some territory and mm-hmm. says, you know, I'm the Khalifa. It's, not, it's way beyond that. That, that, that. that is a political term, you know, which mm-hmm. is being thrown around in the Middle East. What the Khalifa really means is the, rep- the literal representative of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the earth. So therefore, you know, the Khalifa is merciful.
0: Mm-hmm. The
3: basis is mercy, as Allah is al-Rahman, al-Rahim. Yes. These are the two most oft-repeated descriptions of Allah and names of Allah al Mhm. Mercy, compassion. And so this is what the Khalifa is. The Khalifa cares about animals. Mm-hmm. cares about the environment cares about society you know yes. that the Khalifa has that you know feeling to to stay awake while the creation is sleeping mm-hmm. you know to 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 watch out you know for the earth
2: yes indeed. you know that
3: is the concept of the Khalifa and, 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 and this is really what Muslims have been tasked with you know, from mm-hmm. the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wasallam.
2: You Allah. know that
3: we had the responsibility not only just to spread the message verbally, mm-hmm. but also to live the message.
2: Most definitely. You
3: know, and, and, and so this is really a, a very important concept. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, like, it's not just who will die for Islam, Yes. but it's also who will live for Islam. Mm-hmm. So who will live the example life that mm-hmm. people need in the world today.
2: Subhanallah To come
3: out of the confusion that we are in mm,
2: Indeed Sheikh Subhanallah That is really, really inspirational uh, Thought-provoking Really, really uh, motivational And something to think about on a regular basis Sheikh, maybe to just drift a little bit uh, Focused um, more directly uh, uh, at you um, You know, so more, more of putting you in a, in, a, in a bit of a roast seat If you may call it um, um, Could Sheikh maybe tell us, you know Part of leadership is striking the right balance in terms of our relationships with our family, society, the environment, etc., etc. What would Sheikh usually find uh, himself doing uh, during his leisure time?
3: Well, you know, um, you know, I'm now, um, you know, moving into my 60s and. Mm-hmm. you know what not and um you know trying to comfortably you know go to the last phase of my life mm-hmm. and um i've taken up uh, a, a, a martial art you know which is called Ooh, tai
0: okay. chi
2: and, um,
3: there's a form of tai chi mm-hmm. uh, it's a taoist form mm. uh, when they use what they call qigong and um this tai chi is uh it works on your organs mm. on the inside um so i regularly do uh tai chi
2: mm, um, subhanallah
3: I'm I'm also a fan of basketball. I like basketball oh. players and Mashallah. you know things like that and you know and, and I still love to travel.
0: Mm.
3: You know, so I'm, I've still been involved in traveling. Um, I just came back from Malaysia. Allah. Um, alhamdulillah we had a conference there on the 16th and 17th.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, the Putrajaya Center in Kuala Lumpur. Alhamdulillah about 3400 people came out. And um, this is with Al uh, Maghrib Institute uh, which I work with and so uh, i still like to travel and you know see the natural world and study history the history of peoples of the world um i've opened up a facebook page under my name sheikh abdullah Hakim quick mm. and alhamdulillah i'm reaching now um just about reaching seven hundred thousand likes
2: subhanallah subhanallah
3: page you can you can go to the page and see uh, you'll Allah see it, it's Allah. called it's called um, the theme of the page is uncover the legacy mm. Um, so it, it's uncovering the legacy of histories of the people of the world. So <laughs> <'Cause laughs> history is my passion.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And so I study the different cultures of the world and, you know, try to meet with different peoples. And, um, you know, recently um, we're working now on a, on a masjid. You'll see it on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. This is in a, in a city called Italowit in <laughs> the province <laughs> of Nunavut, which okay. is circle. And mm-hmm. uh, it's up by a place called Greenland, you know, the island of Greenland.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, so we have a masjid now and we're working, we're collecting funds and we're putting up a masjid. I've been up there in the Arctic Circle and uh, we have started, the first wall of the masjid has been constructed. This is just last week. Allah. And um, we're putting up, this will be the first time in the northeast corner of Canada that there will be a masjid, the house of Allah in the Arctic Circle in this region. And there are Muslims up there who are working now and living. And some of the Inuit people, the Eskimos,
0: Mm.
2: formerly
3: Eskimos, but the proper word is Inuit. Um, Inuits are embracing Islam.
2: Subhanallah.
3: One of the Inuits even said that, you know, he wanted to translate the meaning of the Quran into his language.
0: Allah,
3: Which is, is, this language is called Inaktutak. Mm. And the people spoke this language in the Americas 10,000 years ago.
2: Subhanallah.
3: So, inshallah, the meaning of the Quran into a language 10,000 years old, being mm. spoken by people. Subhanallah. And So, um, that really keeps me uh, moving, even though age is catching up to me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that keeps me moving, you know, that passion to, you know, learn things every day and to study and to see the earth. Um. And to try my best, inshallah, in a humble way, you know, to, to be involved in spreading Islam at the same time.
2: You know, this
3: really fuels me to continue on, inshallah, and I hope to be able to do this, you know, until my, the last breath that I have in this world.
2: Allahu Akbar Absolutely amazing, mind-blowing um, Sheikh, you know, uh, subhanallah I'm really taken aback by your commitment Your, um, uh, you know, your, your qualities of leadership, etc um, You know, for myself personally Always uh, looking for the opportunity to meet uh, the great scholars of our time I've never really had the opportunity to actually meet Sheikh I do, however, follow Sheikh um, avidly uh, on social media, etc But inshallah, maybe it's just a hope for myself and the various thousands out there in uh, the Western Cape and throughout South Africa. When can we expect Sheikh back in Cape Town?
3: Well, you know, there's always a place in my heart for Cape Town. Mm. You know, naturally, um, you know, I still am very much influenced, you know, by the days that I spent, you know, no. in South Africa and especially the Cape. No. Um, and uh, somebody said to me, um, I just met a brother just yesterday. I gave the khutbah in this mosque and mm. um, he's a Moroccan and he and he's, he's a... Uh, academic in Johannesburg
2: Subhanallah. Yeah, and
3: he came to me and he said you know I'm listening to this khutbah and I said are you the person who was in you know South Africa and I said yeah that's me you know and um, you know he's in Johannesburg and you know they always ask me like where would you like to live and I said there's no other place but Cape Town you mm-hmm. know that that I would live if I was going to live you know in, in in South Africa so there's always a place you know from in my heart for Cape Town inshallah and i hope to to you know to visit again
2: uh, at some point inshaallah you know, to uh, uh, sheikh dr abdullah hakim quick subhanallah you know <laughs> um i'm I'm really mesmerized by you know um interacting and uh, uh conducting this interview and subhanallah i find myself losing words here um you know um when we when when um when I look up to Sheikh and I think of Sheikh's inclination and uh, direction towards uh, history, SubhanAllah, we've just concluded, you know, today that uh, Sheikh is not just a historian, but more uh, somebody who's physically involved with martial arts from Tai Chi, somebody who's a geographer visiting the Arctic Circle, SubhanAllah. And I think really uh, a fit and absolutely adequate example for um, Muslim, youth, um, elderly, everybody alike throughout the length and breadth of the world. Um, Sheikh Dr. Abdullah Hakim, quick, we say jazakallah khair, ahsanu jaza to you on behalf of myself, um, the listeners as well as the staff at Radio Voice of the Cape, inshallah. And we do look forward to you, um, uh, to your arrival in South Africa very soon, inshallah. And we request uh, Sheikh to kindly remember us and our families in your du'as, inshallah.
3: Inshallah, we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would uh, uh, enable us to meet Ramadan, Inshallah, and would accept all the prayers and fasting of the people of Cape Town and South Africa, and and especially for our, our brothers and sisters in Palestine and, mm-hmm. and uh, the Rohingya Muslims, you know, in Burma. And We pray that Allah would, you know, make it easy for them and uh, would unite the believers, you know, for balanced leadership in this world, Inshallah, that we can really become... You know, the Khalifa, the true representatives of Allah Azza wa Jal in this world.
2: Ameen, Ameen, Barakallah, Fiqh Shaykh. InshaAllah, uh, that's it from our side. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa as
3: salam wa wa